Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into episode 180 of the Sources Say podcast, your go-to Kentucky basketball and recruiting podcast on the growing KSR podcast network. The Sources Say podcast is, as always, presented by our good friends at Justice Dental. You can make an appointment at one of two Lexington locations. That's on Wellington Way and Blazer Parkway. Now is a great time to schedule your dental cleaning. Remember that regular dental appointments are important for your overall health. You can learn more and make an appointment at justicedental.com. Dr. Justice and Dr. Thompson look forward to seeing you soon. I am your host, Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio. They're having to be joined once again by the one and only Sean Smith of Go Be Blue Country. Sean, how the heck are you? I am fantastic, Jack. How are you? Oh, I am hanging in there. I came home from the Jordan Brand Classic in Chicago this past weekend. It was a great event. Uh, two Kentucky signees, Cason Wallace and Chris Livingston, performed in the event. Played very, very well in the open practices, which are uh, usually ten times more competitive than the games uh, themselves. With you know McDonald's All American Game, Jordan Brand Classic, Iverson Classic, all that stuff. But I will say that the game itself was also pretty competitive and both Wildcats performed uh, extremely well. Chris Livingston finishes with 21 points uh, and Cason Wallace finishes with 15, both uh, very active defensively, do it all on both ends of the floor. So uh, very, very impressive there. But Sean, it's been a a bit of an outrage slash uh, controversy slash rumors slash rumblings all over the interwebs about uh, arguably the two biggest uh, decisions of the college basketball offseason, and that is with Shaden Sharp and Oscar Sheboy, what's going to happen one way or the other with both of those guys uh, all day today. Uh, there's talk about, oh, Shaden Sharp told Kentucky that he's coming back, report this. Uh, sources tell me that it's a done deal. He's coming back to school. All that stuff. There's a whole bunch of back and forth info on that one. And there's also a lot of talk that Oscar Sheboy, it's more of a not if, but when situation on how, on when he is going to officially decide to come back to Kentucky. So Sean, I uh, wasn't planning on recording a podcast today, but I will say it, it was a, a little bit of a difficult day. Uh, my dog passed away this morning. So it's been a long, long, stressful day trying to figure out how to get through all that. But there's been so much online that I just figured we needed to record something quick. Uh, and kind of spread, you know, kind of clear the air on things uh, and uh, add some insight to some of the things I heard at the Jordan Brand Classic and things I know behind the scenes uh, about the Kentucky basketball program. So, Sean, let's get rolling with the big news that Shaden Sharp uh, fans are are waiting on the edge of their seats to figure out what ha- what's going on there. There's talk that 
Uh, Travis Branham put out a report that he was going to put his name in the in the draft process, explore the draft process uh, without hiring an agent. And uh, after that report, we haven't heard anything about that. There were some other uh, conflicting reports that said nothing has been decided at this point in time. I reached out to uh, Shaden's camp again, and they were not willing to give any information for the first time in 10 conversations I've had with them. Uh, they are very much frustrated with this process and all the leaks and all the different info that's coming out which way or the other. And then on top of that, you get uh, the uh, different accounts that say that Shaden Sharp told the Kentucky camp that they he is planning on coming back and let's pop the champagne and pop bottles and have a good time. So Sean, long story short, it's been a very, very big whirlwind of a day and week regarding the Shaden Sharp rumblings. Yeah, it has. I mean, that's the, the thing with this is I've said it ever since he enrolled at Kentucky, Jack, that this was a situation that was going to be very complicated and I didn't see it getting any less complicated. And the longer it goes and as each day passes, as, as we, each week passes, it becomes even more complicated and fans become even more frustrated. I think now everyone's frustrated because you see reports of this and really not a lot has changed on that front. We, we still have no idea what he's going to do, Jack, but uh, that, that decision has to be made pretty soon. Like I know Travis Brand reported last week that he would declare at some point and as early as last Tuesday or at least last week. And you're not sure, you know, what happens after, after that report. But now that things are starting to wind down, a decision has to come here very, very soon because that deadline's approaching. Yeah, uh, April 24th is the deadline to officially put your put his name in the draft and explore those options. And that's um, when speculation ends, right? You can't, we can't, we can continue to speculate on this and that, but like something for sure has to happen between now and the 24th. Yeah. Like if, he, I, if he doesn't declare, then he's obviously coming back. Yeah. And I reached out to his. Uh, camp to get an uh, official statement on that exact thing. I mean, pretty, pretty self-explanatory, pretty surface level, cut and dry, yes or no type deal. I said, uh, the deadline is approaching April 24th, six days away. Uh, yeah, I know there's kind of some co conflicting reports about is he, is he not, you know, is there something that we can say on the matter? And he said, uh, no comment at this time and among other things, but it was just very clear that they it's it's some wishy-washiness it's some back and forth and and uh i think that there's a, a clear frustration on their side of things about just kind of all the speculation and rumblings and all that stuff and i fit you figure that they'd want to use every opportunity they can to kind of clear the air on things but uh they're not so it's kind of a we have to deal with what we can uh while we have it the info that we have presented to us the stuff we've heard behind the scenes so john with that Let's talk about uh, what is going on behind the scenes and what I've heard from uh, people close to the program, what I've heard from people uh, at the NBA level and various various levels inside and out uh, to kind of give a better clarification on what's going on. So at the Jordan Brand Classic, I, uh, I sat with uh, an NBA scout who's pretty prominent with a very prominent team that I was kind of picking his brain a little bit about the ins and outs of the draft process. Um, you know, the, the paperwork process, it, you know, the eligibility process, because there's still some kind of question marks about Shaden Sharp and is he even eligible for the draft? Because uh, there was kind of some back and forth. When did he graduate officially? Because the NBA rule is you must be 
19 years of age, the year of the draft, but also be one year re uh, removed from high school. And I believe as things stand, it's still not clear if he officially graduated in December, right before he left for campus, or uh, if it was earlier in the spring. And I think the latest on that is that he didn't officially graduate until the spring or uh, until the until December, didn't walk until December, but was eligible and had enough credits to officially graduate earlier in the year, uh, which is kind of the loophole that I think that their camp is trying to present to the NBA as a, well, you know, he, he didn't officially graduate until then, but he was able to graduate. And are we really going to go through the, the specifics and, and logistics of all that just because he didn't physically walk across the stage at, at, at that point? Are you really going to take away this kid's NBA dream over what amounts to the same amount of credits, the same amount of academic things on that end? So that part is still very much up in the air, which I, you know, this is just me thinking on the outside looking in that maybe that's why there's still some speculation as to why he hasn't entered the draft, that they're still trying to figure out that loophole to even make him eligible in the first place. I know that Jonathan Gavoni put that out there about his status, and I think he really hasn't gone any further into detail on that. Nobody else really confirmed that report. There's been really back and forth on that, but talking to uh, an NBA person that is familiar, that has seen Shaden Sharp work out, that has participated, in, you know, been been to Lexington to watch him work out. Uh, his understanding, Sean, is that Shaden Sharp's camp is looking for a top 10 guarantee, that they want a top 10 guarantee to say, we are going to take you in the first, you know, 10 picks, probably from six to nine, from somewhere in that range. Uh, he said, and it may be even further than that, just a lottery guarantee, but said that I think the expectation right now is that it's going to be uh, anywhere in that top 10, but preferably in that six to 10 range. No, because I don't anticipate them to go top five, but probably in that six to nine range. Um, but that if, if he does get that, that uh, he anticipates that if he's eligible, that Shaden will ultimately put his name in the draft. And I will say that I asked him point blank, do you think he is eligible for the draft? And NBA teams right now are working under the assumption that he is, assuming that he's going to be granted a waiver or they're going to find some loophole to get him in no matter when his graduation date and all that stuff is. But uh, NBA teams, Sean, are working under the assumption that Shaden Sharp will be declared, uh, declared eligible for the draft and he will ultimately test the waters. And um, if he re receives a top 10 guarantee that he will ultimately de de decide to keep his name in the draft and leave Kentucky. Do you think that's some of the frustration is that it, maybe he hasn't declared yet because everybody's kind of been expecting him to ever since the season ended. And, you know, John Calipari's comments on his radio show to close the year was what Shaden has to test the waters and that decision's not come yet. And here we are inside of a week until that deadline. Do you think that that adds to some of the frustration that, that domino hasn't really fallen yet in, in that. And and that still he could come back if he decides to test the waters and he gets the feedback and it's not in that range that you were just talking about, he could decide to return to Kentucky. But do you think that that's added to some of the frustration that it's kind of well, – we've talked about him and Oscar being the two big pieces that have to kind of fall before we really know what this roster could be and what it'll look like. And, you know, Oscar's got a decision to make here pretty soon too with that deadline approaching. So, but his situation has been different because he was trying to work and get something figured out where Shaden really, the feedback really starts if he goes through this thing and submits his name. Yeah. And that's kind of the deal. If you were able to test the waters and you're a top five, top 10 pick, 
why in the world would you not have your name in already? And I think that's kind of where the speculation's coming from, where it's like, look, we are six days away now from the deadline to put your name in. What's holding you back? That report came out five days ago or whatever it was from Travis Branham that he was going to put his name in and test the waters. And then it's been five days and nothing's happened. You know, Travis put out that it could happen later that day. Look, I told, I said on this show before, I, I trust every word that Travis says. He he has very, very good inside knowledge on this. I know who his source is on this. And, and you know, we've talked a couple times about uh, the ins and outs of it. And, you know, he's kind of been one of the uh, skeptics about whether or not he plays a minute of college basketball, kind of when he decided to uh, enroll early, Travis was kind of working under the assumption that we would never see uh, uh, see Shaden play in the, uh, play at Kentucky. And he's kind of held firm to that. And, you know, I, I trust what Travis has to say. That's kind of been the national buzz uh, from the start, but it's still the frustration of, of there's no communication and no, uh, there's still the wishy-washiness now six days until the deadline. I think that's, again, like what you said, what Kentucky fans are so frustrated about. It's like if they came out right now and said, look, it's been a crappy situation. We're sorry that it unfolded the way it did, but it is what it is. Shaden is a top five, top ten pick. Teams tell him that he's going to be a top five, top ten pick, and it's an opportunity we can't pass up, even if, it's go if it goes against everything they said in the past. He flat out told me that, uh, his his coach and mentor flat out said that he wasn't going to go to the draft, that he was going to come back to Kentucky and he wasn't going to sit on the bench and wave for a half a semester or for one semester just for the sake of doing it, that he came here to be at Kentucky. All that stuff, you know, I, I would understand and still continue to understand the frustration, but I think there would be a lot of respect if they just kind of cut the cord and said, you know what, it is what it is. Uh, we got to take advantage of this while we can. But I think the fact that we're still waiting and there's still that hesitation and still the back and forth about is he eligible, what's going on behind the scenes, all that, that's clearly where the frustration stemming from on Kentucky's end. Yeah, and it's kind of holding up everything else on Kentucky's end. You you got guys that are probably looking at this thing thinking, all right, who, who's going to be on this roster? Then you have UK hoping, Jack, that Shaden's a part of next year's roster. And if he's not, they got to start digging and looking to see where they go. If, if Shaden's not on it, who's the guy that fills a spot? And and we've talked about this for months now. You know, you're not going to go get a, a top five, top 10 pick in the portal, but you've got to go get somebody that can fill what he would have been on this coming roster. So there's a lot still in play here. It feels like, though, between now and that 24th and, and that deadline there, that there's going to be a ton of news where we didn't have as much last week. It feels like there's going to have to be a lot here in the coming days whether that could be good news, whether that be bad news, whether it be split, it, it kind of seems like everything that's that's been so dry here for the last few days or last couple of weeks, it's going to pick up pretty soon. It has to. Yeah, and I will say the speculation around Lexington is so, and we've kind of talked about this on the last show, but the speculation around Lexington is that they understand that there is a a little bit of kind of a, a back and forth with. Uh, okay, do we believe them at their word or do we trust the, uh, you know, kind of skeptics, the NBA whispers, the, you know, all that's the extra noise going on surrounding it. Are we really going to take the word and kind of put ourselves in a crappy situation by saying, you know what, I believe them and I'm going to keep this roster spot open for them. And it is what it is. We're going to make sure that that he's welcome back in Lexington and, and that he's he's when he's ready to announce he's back, uh, he'll come back. Or do you continue to pursue your other options, come up with contingency plans, which I know they're doing, but at the same time, 
I, 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 well, I'll put out there. I talked to two or three different people today throughout the day that all of them said that there, there continues to be buzz around Lexington that, that Shaden and his camp are telling the people at Kentucky that they're planning on being back next year. So when you have that both sides where you're, if, if you're Kentucky's shoes, one side, they're telling you, yeah, we're still planning on coming back. Don't listen to everything else. But then you have every other buzz and every other whisper from NBA people to national recruiting people to, you know, agents and and all of these people behind the scenes that go, dude, you can't take them at their word. Like there's some other stuff going on here. They clearly want to explore the draft process. You got to come up with some backup options. It really puts Kentucky in a crappy situation, Sean. I mean, you, you got like guys like Terrence Shannon right now who, uh, you know, they Kentucky could go all in on, but it sounds like he's going to head to Michigan, and that's news that could pop it at any point. Um, you know, you got other elite wings. Antonio Reeves just visited Kentucky, an Illinois State product who uh, transfer who put up twenty plus points per game. Great, great guy, and and you know, uh, clearly a guy. But is that going to be your re- replacement option for a guy like Shaden Sharp, who is going to be you know a top draft pick capable guy? You know, there's just it's just it puts Kentucky in a very difficult situation with how they handle things how they go about recruiting people. If you go out and, and try to recruit a star right now, you look at a guy like Leonard Miller, who just came on campus this weekend. Uh, there's still some back and forth about that. We'll talk about that here in a second. But uh, it's hard to find that go-to star guy until Shaden Sharp officially leaves. But at the same time, it's hard to take that go-to wing guy uh, that that could potentially be that starting wing until you know for certain that Shaden Sharp is officially leaving. So yeah. it, it, it's just it's just a really crappy situation for Coach Cal and, and their staff to be in right yeah, now. It, it's one that I saw coming months ago. I just thought it was going to be a very difficult one on, on all sides. And it's one of those that regardless of which direction it goes, I think the sooner it's over with, the better for for you know both sides, whether that be Shaden's at Kentucky or he's not at Kentucky. I just – it just feels like a decision kind of needs to be made here. That way can, Kentucky can kind of see, all right, here, here's where it's trending. Here's where we're going. Here's what we got to do. Because you're talking about those guys in the portal, like a, a Shannon and, and everything. Like, they they want to know, like, who's on that roster? Is there another option for me elsewhere? Like, they definitely something needs to be done pretty soon so this thing can kind of get rolling. And as we get into May, that's where it seems like the roster is really going to begin to take its shape when it comes to portal guys and – guys for sure returning and and whatever this roster is going to look like. And it, it kind of was that way last year too, with Xavier Wheeler being a late addition. Like this thing's going to go all the way into May. And uh, I'm not sure how much later it can go after that. Yeah. And so Shaden, his situation is what it is. It's one that we'll at least have some clarity here in the next six days. Um, one way or the other, he'll, he has to put his name in officially or not. And we'll, so we'll find out, uh, here shortly, but, but yeah, it's a difficult situation. And, uh, I will say that talking to that scout, the only reason why he's not seen as a top three, top five draft pick right now, uh, is that, that apparently there's some, you know, not motor concerns, but more so uh, he gives it his all about. 75 to 80 percent of the time and in NBA teams are really wanting to see more out of him on that end and think okay uh, are we drafting Bradley Beal here or are we drafting Andrew Wiggins and I know he's kind of emerged late and you know Wiggins is a guy that kind of had that reputation of being an empty stats guy earlier in his career so uh, I think NBA teams are a little concerned about which which kind of score you're going to get if it's going to be an empty stats guy or somebody that's going to really contribute to winning and I think that's the reason why there's even some hesitancy about 
uh, him being a top five pick. But that scout that I talked to said, look, he's a six foot five, six foot six, seven foot wingspan, three level scorer guy that that you just can't pass on that type of talent. And he so just kind of for uh, transparency, this is a, a team that's going to be selecting in the late lottery. And he said that he does not ex- if he does go into the draft and he is you know eligible for the draft, he does not expect Shaden to be available by the time their pick rolls around. So if that tells you anything, uh, put two and two together. The expectation is that he will get a top ten guarantee. That was what he expected. So uh, it kind of is what it is at this point. I think it'll it'll boil down to an eligibility thing uh, and uh, just kind of what you believe. Kentucky's still hearing from them that um, that. He wants to come back and is planning to come back, but everybody else in their mother is hearing that they're not. So it's kind of one of those. It is what it is at this situation. We just kind of have to uh, let them announce it in due time. Whenever they're ready to make that official announcement, it'll it'll definitely come. So um, we got to keep this show uh, short in, in particular. So let's just wrap up with uh, some Oscar Sheboy buzz. Uh, he kind of makes some headlines a couple days ago. He said a decision is coming. He said he's he's ready for the man upstairs to guide him in the right direction, said it would come in the coming days. I've heard behind the scenes that there's still some talk with agencies and figuring out some NIL deals, clearly not worrying about you know where what the draft process would be, what teams are thinking of him. But I will say a scout I talked to at the Jordan Brain Classic says that he has his uh, grade of him right now as a late first round, early second round pick. So anywhere in the late te- late 20s to early 30s, uh, that's where he has him pegged and said he's a clear NBA player, a guy who could carve out a role in the league for a long time. And uh, it's somebody that I believe more than just about anybody in terms of what he can be better than any draft analyst, anything like that. So uh, definitely something to keep an eye on. The expectation is still wildly that he's going to announce that he's going to return to Kentucky at some point or the other. But Sean, if, if you were worrying about yeah, would a first-round draft guarantee bring him back? I will say that there is at least some uh, some talk that he could be a first-round guy in the draft. Does that uh, leave you worried or not? It does a little bit because that's where you're starting to get a guaranteed deal. And, you know, then it's, it's a little bit different story. Now, the money through NIL at Kentucky would be greater, and, and we know that. There is a lot of money, Jack, and, and we've known this for a while if they get this thing worked out. Oscar Shibway being the reigning national player of the year, the way this fan base loves him and rallied around him, he will be swimming in money if he comes back to Kentucky and this thing gets worked out. I think the kid wants to be at Kentucky another year and then to the NBA, but it, it kind of worries me a little bit. When you start getting you know well-known people and well-known scouts and sources telling you that he's a late first-round guy, this feels to me like a guy that w- if he puts his name in and he goes to the combine and – and everything, and he kind of performs, and people get to see him again in person in that environment, then maybe a team falls in love with him because we know he's going to do one thing. He's going to crush every single interview that he goes through. So that's a guy that if he goes through it, they fall in love with him. That would worry me a little bit. I I still think if they get this thing done and, and it's all good with NIL and he can profit and he can make that money, then I think Kentucky for another year is probably the favorite landing spot for him. Yeah, and, and yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I still expect him back. Kentucky still expects him back. It's 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 still uh, nothing but positive news. That was just the first time that I've heard from an NBA person that said, no, this kid is a legit late first-round pick per- possibility. Uh, and it's if, not a it, frustrating thing with him, is it? Like, we're the other situation, and I know that's not fair to Shaden that we, you know, that we – I mean, it is frustrating. It's frustrating for everyone where Oscar's situation, Jack, is just different. 
Like yeah. it's, we know that it's more so he wants to be at UK. I think if you gave him the option right now, I think he'd want to be at Kentucky again for another year. Even if you took money off the table, I, I think that he really enjoys being at Kentucky. Yeah, I think he's wanted to be back at Kentucky from the start. All it depended on, can we get my mother out of uh, that difficult situation back home? Can we get her here to the States? That is priority number one and always will be priority number one. And I do not blame him at all. He cares about getting, making sure his, his family is in a good situation. And from what I've heard, the major NIL hurdles have been cleared. And it's now coming down to it's not, but it's more of a win, not if situation uh, for on that front. But it just definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, I've heard that it's nothing but college talk about you know him thinking about what his roster is going to be next year at Kentucky, who he wants around him, things like that. That's kind of been the talk more so than. Uh, what are teams thinking about me? Things like that. But uh, it is something as we approach this deadline, we're six days away from that uh, April 24th deadline. It's just something to keep in mind that, you know, maybe uh, maybe he goes, you know what, let's hold off just a little while longer. I want to go work out for teams and I want to really see, uh, you know, kind of be thorough with this process to see what teams want. E- even if I do, if he does decide to come back see what teams really want him to work on and why he could be, uh, you know, a mid first round pick. Maybe he comes back and works on a jump shot a little bit more, whatever it is, just kind of figuring everything out and confirming what he, he already knows. And that's what he, that he wants to be back in Lexington. So uh, I'm still firmly expecting him back at Kentucky. And I think that's kind of what everybody in the program is thinking right now, but uh, just something to keep an eye on that uh, NBA teams are, are a little bit higher on Oscar than I think some people are giving them credit for. So, uh, let's wrap up here. Well, there's a uh, two two more things that, that I'll quickly roll through both of them. Leonard Miller, Antonio Reeves, both visit Kentucky. Uh, I've heard that the pro route is still clearly the prominent option for Leonard Miller. Visit went well. It's one of those, you know, it, it wasn't one of the one or two poor visits that has ever happened in Lexington. Things went well. There were pictures of him out at Keeneland. They got a good day for it. Uh, so, you know, that that all went well. Uh, and, and then I will add that Andrew Slater put out that that Kentucky was going into the weekend the overwhelming favorite for Antonio Reeves. And all I heard about after the visit was that things went extremely well. And he was on commitment watch at some point or the other. He hadn't like given a silent commitment or whatever, but kind of said that he was going to go home, re, you know, kind of think over his options, talk things over with his family and then uh, make a final decision at some point. But Kentucky remains in a very good spot for him. Uh, my money's still on the G League for Leonard Miller, but uh, I do know that Kentucky uh, likes how things went with that visit, and and I know Leonard likes Kentucky a lot. If he does get hot pants to go to uh, go go to college, I know Kentucky is a firm option for him. And I will add that Scout said that uh, there's a lot of talk that Leonard just doesn't want to play school. He, Sean, he's not a dude that <laughs> wants to go and and go to go to class and go through the hurdles of all that stuff. He just wants to play basketball for a living. And I can't say I fault him for that. Yeah, I would, I would probably put the same thing. <laughs> Honestly, like <laughs> I'd rather go play basketball too, but no, a, a talented guy that if Kentucky can, can get that one, then obviously that, that would be a nice piece for next year's roster. And then you mentioned Reeves and in that situation, that's one that I've been following closely all over the weekend. I watched a lot of film on him. I know I was texting you when you were in Chicago I think I'll probably woke you up Saturday morning talking about Reeves <laughs> and, and his game film. So 
Kentucky's definitely getting busy with some visits. They're they're trying to kind of to key in here and see what they want to do with this roster. And uh, those two are certainly uh, key pieces that they're looking at. And then real quick before we uh, end the show, CJ Frederick announces officially that he's coming back uh, for next season. Not surprising news. We've kind of just kind of really not penciled in. We've kind of written in in pen that he was going to be back next season. I I texted somebody close to him uh, just a couple weeks ago when the season ended and said, you know, is just making sure CJ's coming back. And the exact text was, well, where the hell would he go? So uh, it's always been the expectation that he was going to come back. And I, I talked to somebody close to UK. There really wasn't even a, a need to put something out, but I, there's always just speculation. We saw what happened last year with Keon Brooks. Uh, he kind of had to answer questions all throughout the summer about would he be back, the process, and all, all that stuff. So I think they just wanted to put it out there just for the sake of putting it out to shut people up for a little while and just understand that he's locked in, he's ready mm-hmm. to go. It really wasn't, a, you know, it's not a kid looking for – uh, attention or anything like that. This was just they wanted to get a a public statement out there to confirm what everybody thought that he would be back next year, and uh, he's excited about it. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where it's good PR. It's good PR for your program right now, where you see fans are kind of on edge with some other decisions, and you get to see a quick fifteen to twenty second clip of CJ Frederick burning the nets up at Memorial Coliseum, a guy that. You, he was going to be a huge piece to that roster this past season. I think that if he had been healthy, I, you would have definitely had a guy that I don't think goes cold for long periods of time. It would have been nice to have had that on the roster. But I think it's big to to get him back and possibly for more than one year. I mean, you you put out there the other night that a medical red shirt's in play where it could be a three-year thing for CJ at Kentucky. Like, this could be a pillar piece to your program. That's what made him so appealing last spring when everybody was like, well, where does C.J. Frederick fit in this roster with all these guys coming back and all these guys coming in the portal and Tata Washington? It's because of the long-term piece that he could add to this program. I really like it. I hope he stays healthy this summer. He will be a huge piece to the roster this fall and then beyond. And I think it's great news. And I think it was cool for them to put that out there because for Saturday afternoon, it was all positivity around the program, and you had a lot of people talking about, man, CJ would have helped the program this year, and I thought it was good timing to get that out there. Yeah, I thought the same thing, and it, it was another kind of breath of fresh air to have, you know, I had somebody uh, close to the situation reach out and say, uh, in case you wanted a little bit more reason to be excited. He has two years of eligibility remaining as of right now where, and he fully plans on, on taking advantage of that. He loves being in Kentucky, loves coach Cal, not a chance that he wants to transfer or anything like that. If for playing time, you know, all the, the rumors and speculation, all that stuff, he loves it to Kentucky. Things are going extremely well. Uh, the rehab process is going very, very well. And they wanted to just kind of make it clear that uh, Kentucky was a place that he wanted to be here for the next two years of his eligibility. And uh, that because of his situation, because of uh, he he had his first red shirt as a freshman at Iowa, and then this past year because of his medical situation, but also the COVID year, uh, he does uh, he is eligible for a medical waiver, but that would have to come after that 2023-2024 season. Uh, so we won't hear into about that for another two years at the conclusion of that last year. Uh, so it's going to be a minute, but. Uh, they wanted to make it very clear that that C.J. Frederick's time in Lexington was just getting started, uh, and there was nothing to worry about. That he loved it here, and uh, uh, it's it's full steam ahead on the C.J. Frederick hype train. 
Yeah, it is. That, that's for sure. I'm definitely excited about seeing C.J. Frederick in a Kentucky jersey and then shooting the ball with the accuracy that he does from three-point range, Jack. Like, that is a that is a lethal shooter. You called him a sniper, and I agree with that statement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a, a great piece, great kid. Uh, very glad that uh, things have worked out the way they did, where he's going to be back. And uh, we'll be back, Sean. There's a lot more to discuss. Obviously, it's a very busy time of the year. Uh, news and rumors are running rampant, so we're going to have to clear, clarify some things, put things out there to kind of clear the air on uh, on a lot because it's uh, it's a uh, source season, Sean, and everybody uh, wants to put stuff out there and, and just want to make sure that uh, we kind of keep keep moving forward and, and keep adding some some clarity to, to this offseason and, and try to uh, make things as as least complicated as possible. So let, with that, Sean, let's get out of here. We'll be back uh, next time. Where can fans find your work? You can find my work at GoBigBlueCountry.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at GBBCountry. You can find me on Twitter as well at Jack Pilgrim KSR. Reach out to me via email at jpilgrim at kentuckysportsradio.com. With that, we'll be back next time for their Jam Pack Sources Say podcast. We will see you then. Cause I got-